This is a bit of a special occasion to celebrate a saint's feast day on a Sunday because the vast majority of the time, the Sunday celebration takes the place of whatever saint might come up for that day. We simply just would not celebrate that given saint in that year. But thankfully, Archbishop Carlson has given the Archdiocese of St. Louis permission to celebrate St. Rose Philippine Duchenne this year since her feast day falls today, November 18th. It falls on a Sunday. And St. Rose Philippine Duchenne is very significant for us uh, here in St. Louis. She is one of the three patron saints of our archdiocese. The first primary patron obviously being St. Louis, the ninth king of France. St. Rose Philippine Duchenne is a secondary patron along with St. Vincent de Paul. And this year in particular marks the 200th anniversary of St. Rose Philippine Duchenne's arrival to St. Louis and even the very beginnings of the Catholic community here in our hometown. And, but if you think about it though, since Sundays take priority over saints' days, the average Catholic hardly ever hears about the saints. If you think about it, I mean, most of us go to Mass on Sundays, and so we very rarely, if ever, hear about the saints. And that is a tragedy for so many of us to not hear about the saints on a regular basis. Before the Second Vatican Council, you could sort of join together the Sunday with the saints and sort of celebrate them together. So most people, if you went on a Sunday, could still get a bit of a smattering of saints over the course of the year. But unfortunately, now that's not really the case. That's why when we get to celebrate a saint's feast day on a Sunday, when you know special permission is given, it's almost refreshing in a way because it doesn't happen very often. The saints are such wonderful assets to each and every one of us. They are helpful supporters for us, dare I say indispensable. Obviously not as indispensable as Christ himself, but a wonderful and almost necessary aid to each and every one of us in our holiness. We who are fighting that good fight of holiness here on earth, the saints are the church triumphant in heaven who have persevered and fought that good fight on earth. And God has now given them eternal rewards. But I think what makes the saints so important and even appealing to us is their ordinariness, right? They were human beings walking the face of the earth just like us. St. Rose Philippine Duchenne was, after all, someone who lived in Florissant and moved to St. Charles as a saint. That's probably about two-thirds of you here. <laughs> but that's who St. Rose was. She was born in Grenoble, in France, to a very noble family. But from a very, very young age, she began to show a great attraction to the monastic life, to want to be in a convent. It, after all, her school at the time was run by sisters, much like ours here. And so she had a great attraction to want to be a sister, just like the nuns that taught her. But unfortunately, her parents disapproved. After all, it was the time of the French Revolution, and France at the time was vitriolically anti-Catholic. Her father was very sympathetic to the Revolution and therefore did not want his daughter to be a nun by any stretch of the imagination. But if anything, that only made young Rose resolved more and more to want to become a nun. And eventually, with the help of her aunt, 
she sort of escaped the family home and entered and told her dad after the fact. I bet he was very, very happy to hear that. But again, even in the aftermath sort of of that, of that revolution, it was a very difficult time in France. And a lot of convents closed, and hers did as well. So again, in the aftermath, rebuilding a Catholic culture in France, she and a few other young women decided they wanted to live a very holy life, and they met up with a lady by the name of Madame Sophia Barat, who was starting the Society of the Sacred Heart with a goal of teaching young women in France. And so they joined with Madame Barat to form this fledgling little religious community, the Society of the Sacred Heart. And a few years later, their community was approached by a young bishop named William de Bourg, was from America. He was, the, at the time, the Bishop of New Orleans, and New Orleans at the time included the entire Louisiana Purchase Territory. Obviously, that would include St. Louis. And Bishop de Burgh came to Madame Barat and said, I need some young nuns to go teach in my territory. It is very sparse land. There's not a lot there. It's going to be very rough. And Rose Philippine Duchenne, along with four sisters, volunteered to go. And so they had a very arduous journey to get from Europe to St. Louis. It was six months long. They eventually got to New Orleans and then had to get up the Mississippi River. And it you know, characterized by difficult voyage, to say the very least. St. Rose had almost daily seasickness as she was traveling across the Atlantic. And eventually they got to St. Louis and they settled in St. Charles initially and founded the Academy of the Sacred Heart, which is still in existence today. But they eventually moved and lived in, in Florissant for a number of those years. And they even helped start St. Ferdinand Parish, which is my home parish that I grew up in as a kid. And our parish school can trace its roots back to St. Rose Philippine Duchenne. It was really remarkable as a kid growing up in that same school that can trace its roots back to a saint. And their lives were characterized and, and spent with countless inconveniences and penances the poverty that they lived, the isolation being away from their families, the hunger, the very rough weather, the threat of prairie fires, all the things that you think about, about pioneer days, they lived it. But at the same time, they were also doing work in addition to that. They were starting schools, they were teaching, doing religious work, and also praying. All the while, those nuns offered up all of those penances, all of those sufferings, on behalf of the people that they served. Later, St. Rose would spend a year working with the Potawatomi Indians in Kansas, but she came back to St. Charles because her health was not good. After all, she came to the United States at age 48, and it probably only got more difficult for her health-wise after that. And she lived in St. Charles until she died in 1852. St. Rose Philippine Duchenne did so much amazing work for the church in St. Louis and here in St. Charles and all the manual labor and everything that she did, building churches and schools and teaching and helping run religious houses. But her best work, the best work that Rose Philippine Duchenne ever did and her most important work was the work of prayer. She prayed constantly. Even the Potawatomi Indians, after only being with her for a year, gave her the name Woman Who Prays Always. This was someone who had her prayer rubbing off on everyone that she met. You know, we put so much focus 
in our work and in our jobs and our careers, and rightly so, we have to provide a, a stable living for us and our families. But the best work that we can do on this earth is done here. It is here at the Mass, it is in prayer, whether here in the church or in our adoration chapel as well. The best work of our lives can be done on our knees, and it is prayer. Our best work is done before God, where we work on our holiness, our growth in virtue, where we find the strength to do our earthly work here. And prayer was what allowed Mother Duchenne to love God so much. It is what impelled her to do everything else she did. Saints are simply people who are impelled by the love of God, impelled to put themselves aside, to be that grain of wheat that dies and bears much fruit, so that God's glory can be magnified throughout the world. And this primarily happens in prayer. It helps us to explain that adage of St. John the Baptist, he must increase, I must decrease. Prayer helps us to infuse God into our work so that we realize that it is not just us who is working, it is us working with God. And if anything, God is the one inspiring us with everything that we do. And while we may not be able to pray as much as Mother Duchenne, we must pray with the same intent, with the same focus, and with the same heart. Being a saint starts here. It starts in prayer, and it starts on our knees. And really, anyone can do it. Anyone can pray. Anyone can become a saint. It's a good thing for us to be reminded of today, that sainthood is our calling. It is our goal. It is our mission for each and every one of us. So today, as we celebrate the feast day of this wonderful saint who walked our area, we pray that we can take after her through our deep prayer, that we may be impelled to do our work with and for God and to cooperate with His grace to grow in holiness and sanctity for this life and the next.